Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're going to talk about Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 10. We're in the final stretches, the international break. Yes, we Which, are. Sorry. Now say we are in the final stretch. We only have two episodes left, don't we? Or is it three? Uh, two. Two. That's what I thought. Eleven, well, three counting this one, but eleven and twelve after okay. this, yeah. Okay. Um, which means uh, it'll we'll be done talking about Ted Lasso until they finally announce the <laughs> like. I'm I'm hoping they've just been holding off for us to finish this rewatch podcast, and then like <laughs> this summer they'll announce the surprise return of uh, the Ted Lasso crew, but without Ted. Um. Which I'm okay with. I know a lot of people online are like, this show, like, you can't bring the show back without Ted. I'm like, I, I'm hey, fine with that. Sure you can. <laughs> I mean, I, they did it with Roseanne and the Connors. They brought back Roseanne, then killed off Roseanne, and then kept the show going <laughs> as the Connors, and it was a better show. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm cool. Like, the, Ted didn't die. He could still show up. So. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure Jason would do a guest spot. Uh, which I actually that that brings up like the question I came up with for this episode. Although he didn't really doesn't really he didn't really quit the show. But uh, do you have a good I quit story? Because this episode very much starts with a oh he quit. <laughs> <laughs> a good I quit story, not really like do you mean like one with like drama and intrigue and no i'm eh. a rather boring person who dislikes confrontation <laughs> at the last job at the at my i've been at my current company i've switched positions at this company but i've been here for 13 years like i just started <laughs> my 14th year um and i you know, whine and complain quite a lot about it, uh, but I haven't left yet. <laughs> so <laughs> the last job I quit, I was so terrified to resign. I wrote it in a letter, walked in my boss's office and just handed it to him. And he's like, what is this? And I'm like, I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I took another job. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, can you, can you just read the letter? <laughs> and he's like, are you quitting? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. He's like, okay, good, sit down. Let's, can we please have a conversation? I was like, no, okay, I, I'll I'll sit. <laughs> that's that's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I I I like that more than like a uh, you. I, I know we've talked about this before, but you you're an office watcher. I am. So like Michael's I Quit episode and that <laughs> whole arc is my favorite office arc. But much like you, I do not have a good I Quit story. Uh, not not in the Michael way. Um, no, but, uh, or even in the Nate way, <laughs> right? Hard. Uh, I, uh, I have only quit two jobs in my entire life, but I also haven't had that many jobs because much like you, I find somewhere and I'm just like, I guess this is fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, the first job I quit was my first job and it's because, I was literally in high school at the same time and living on my own in high school and working a full-time job. And I did not have a car, which made it really difficult 
to get to and from work. I did have a roommate who would pick me up from work. Never had a problem with that. Getting to work could sometimes be an issue. And uh, I was late quite a bit. Um, it It was literally at a grocery store, though. So, like, in hindsight, I'm just like, they could have been a little more just like, it is what it is. But, you know, I get it. You don't want to set a bad example. Uh, and the assistant manager told me one day, he was like, if you're if you're going to be late again, just don't bother coming. So <laughs> my ride fell through one day and I just I would I rather than call him and be like, hey, look, I don't have a ride. I can give somebody some gas money if they can come get me or whatever. Uh, I just I just didn't call, didn't anything. And like three hours into my shift, he calls me and is like, where the hell are you? I was like, you told me if I was going to be late again, just not to bother. So this is me. This is me not bothering. Like, you know, I took you at your word. And he was like, so this is a no call, no show. So you're just quitting. I was like, I don't want to quit, but like, I don't have a car. I'm a high school student making minimum wage. Like my parents didn't give me a car, man. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. (laughs) Like, you know, and I won't get into the circumstances of why I was living on my own, but like I could not just go live with my mom and have her take me to and from work all the time. Um, yeah. So I was just, I was like, I, I guess I have to find a job close enough to where I live that I can walk to it if I have yeah. to. Like yeah. it would have been like a, an hour and a half walk to this job. It was so far oh away. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, I mean, it was only like a 10 minute drive, but, but yeah, to walk, to walk that, yeah. Yeah, it takes quite some time. And the other I quit story was, is literally me quitting delivering pizzas. And that one has a little bit of drama. Like I, I had interviewed for that, the job I kind of sort of currently still have in Chattanooga. Um, although like you, it's like, I'm still with the company, but changed blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I I put in my two weeks notice after I got the job offer and like everybody seemed okay with it, which was great. Like it made it really easy. Like nobody, my Ryan was technically my boss at the time, but our, like the guy over the store, he wasn't like, eh, just forget it. Like you don't have to work your notice. Just forget it. (laughs) And, uh, Everything was fine. I was, you know, still coming to work. And then like a week or four or five days before was my last day. This woman that I work with, like, comes up and just starts giving me shit. She was like, I don't, nobody thinks you're actually leaving. You know that, right? Like, you're making a mistake. And like, just giving me all this shit. And like, I just looked at her. I was like, I've never felt better about quitting this job than I do right now. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I'm literally moving. I Like, I, I've taken a job where I make, like, 47 grand a year as opposed to delivering pizzas, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, which now, 47 is, is not a lot. I don't think you can live off that <laughs> if you have to pay rent now. But Which is sad, but anyway. Yeah, very. Um, but, yeah, like, just going at me. And I, I wanted to, like, walk out then and there. <laughs> Just be like, you know what? I'm not working the last few days. This chick, like, I'm <laughs> going to punch her in the face, man. Like, yeah, like, why are you coming at me like this? 
Um, but, uh, yeah, she got real, real snooty. And uh, <laughs> my brother came in and I told him, he was like, like, why are you even listening to her? I was like, I don't know, man. Just like, why, why is she so negative? <laughs> like, I, I'm leaving. Can't you just be like, I'm really like excited for you. Or like, I just, why, why do you just want to rain on my parade? Like, not only was it like, I, I'm also nervous about moving to another state, taking a job. I have n- no knowledge of, <laughs> like, I had no idea what I was doing. So. <laughs> Well, good news. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worked out so far. Um, <laughs> the company got sold last year. So I'm very much like now I'm of the mindset of like, I guess I'm riding this train till it completely derails. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but maybe they'll get their shit together um, and I'll have a future there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you're still there as of yeah. right now. <laughs> so uh, working at night helps because <laughs> nobody wants to pay attention to you. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That <laughs> like nice. all of the directors and VPs and they're like, oh, we have people that work at night. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you're invisible. Yeah. But until you do something really catastrophically stupid, you're absolutely invisible. <laughs> nice. So I, I dig it. Um, all right, so the the episode opens with, as we were talking about, Nate quit his job as the head coach. The Wonder Kid bailed, um, which, I, like, was a t- I thought was surprising. Like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, would it not have been more uh dramatic to have him be fired because of what happened at the end of last episode you know him refusing uh to kind of just go along with rupert's uh philandering you know yeah i I was shocked with the reveal that he quit you know like when i first watched it i was like i just assumed exactly what you said that he didn't go along with rupert and so rupert fired him um, but no, that turns out it was not the case. Yeah, and I, I guess it kind of makes sense for, I mean, you can kind of see where it's going. So I won't say super spoilers, but for where Nate's arc is headed by the end of this episode, yeah. I guess it does make sense for him to make a stand for himself rather than be pushed into a a corner and be like, oh, you're fired because you weren't, you know, shitty enough. Um to to go along with my cheating on my wife um but for nate to like be his own man about it um yeah i guess says like we we're getting the old nate back but in a different way like he's he's not confident in the the shitty way that he was before you know spitting on himself in the mirror and all that yeah well no i mean it's like actual growth um, as opposed to, I think, I think he thought that he had <laughs> kind of like grown and moved on and, and outgrown, um, like kind of Ted and, and, and all of that. But I think what he's finding is that he, you know, doesn't necessarily agree with, you know, the way, the way things are done when you're, when you're that kind of person. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
it really goes a long way to resolving for me at least resolving a lot of that like i hate you for what you did like the way everything left and like kind of just owning that responsibility of like yeah i i like i i still see his point about all that stuff with ted but he was only looking at it from his point of view and he's realizing that yes i agree um and you know that's kind of spread out through the episode it doesn't really happen in the opening really all we get is like (laughs) him depressed in bed yes (laughs) which is fair i know i just wrecked my entire life (laughs) yeah no kidding i wouldn't want to get out of bed either but you know we also start to see there's maybe other reasons why he's not getting out of bed yeah um I, i i do not to jump ahead i do like that they didn't like after our initial like our first uh interaction with jade where where it's like she's i don't like her like what Mm -hmm. why why does like seeing that side of side of her as we have the last few episodes like the fact that he quit his job and she wasn't like oh well bye you know she genuinely cares for him exactly yeah no, because I never, and I think that is one of the the things that I I did like about her is is when she starts to come around, you you do. I always got the impression that she wasn't after him for like his status or like anything like that. Um, I I think she had kind of come around to wanting to get to know him like as a person. Yeah. So, I was um, not surprised. I was not surprised by the fact that she stuck by him yeah I'm, I, I'm I'm just glad they didn't write it that way it would have been a, an easy out and like added to the like Nate's devastation but um I, I do like that you know again not to jump ahead but that she's going on a trip it's yes. like I'm going to Poland <laughs> like I'll see yes. you in a few weeks <laughs> like yes. but she does invite him to come along uh so that's fair um <laughs> And he tells a joke that she just doesn't get. I can't tell if she doesn't get it or if she's just that deadpan. Yeah. Like, is she messing with him? Yes. Or, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I've watched the episode probably four times now. And every time I'm like, I can't tell if she's messing with him. Like, (laughs) the the light bulb. Like, you can come to Poland with me and help my family change out the light bulbs. And he's like, oh, that's funny. She's like, why is that funny? Um, you know, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like so odd, like, oh crap, I stepped in it now. <laughs> um, it, you know, <laughs> it's like when when uh like a say a heavy set person kind of makes a fat joke, and you're like, oh, uh-huh, and you're like, why are you laughing? Like, <laughs> like oh god, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I can't help it. <laughs> I don't I don't want to say that I thought your fat joke was funny because obviously you're overweight. (laughs) (laughs) I do that at work all the time. I am terrible. I've made (laughs) I'll say it on the I've made jokes about Ryan like having passed away and like 
people will snicker and I'm just like, oh, you think it's funny that my brother's dead? And, oh, <laughs> and it's no. just, they're just like, like deer in headlights. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm That's, terrible. That is so terrible. Oh my God. It's kind of funny. The, <laughs> the only thing that makes it is like, I know Ryan would die. It would just, well, I mean, yes. he did die, but he would just be <laughs> laughing so much. <laughs> I agree with you. I think that he would appreciate your off-color jokes, and if it were the other way around, he would do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in in the locker room, uh, we're still in the opening. In the locker room, we get the announcement of who's going to be playing on the international their international teams during this international break. Which I tried to look up how that works, and I still don't really understand it it's <laughs> like an all-star break um kind of. yeah yeah uh I, yeah I, I don't even know how to explain it so but like cool you get to go play for the international team i can only imagine like it is an absolute honor to be chosen as a, a, you know a player for your team like literally one of the best players in your country I, I can't imagine what an honor that is. Uh, I I understand why, because I didn't want to spend 10 minutes naming every player on the team. But I was like, wow, I thought there were way more, quote, all-stars on this team than get chosen for the... I would have thought the whole team, outside of Sam, for obvious reasons, would have been chosen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was a little bit surprised to see uh only i guess only a handful of them but maybe that's like pretty realistic yeah i don't know so it's jamie bumbercatch which they, there's a great bumbercatch show he's like bumbercatch you're swiss <laughs> again <laughs> the the whole like awkwardness of like yeah can't you tell and it's just <laughs> I mean, if you don't know who Bumbercatch is and you're watching the show, like if you watch this episode, it's pretty like it's clear, like it's the, this black dude, and, mm -hmm. and Ted has these preconceived notions about Swiss people, basically, mm -hmm. probably like all of us, being uh, like blonde, blonde pale white people. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> um, Van Dam uh, and Danny, who are playing against each other which is interesting, and we'll get to that. And oh, then man. Colin for for Wales, uh, which is, I, like, I wish they made a little bit bigger deal because, like, we start the season with Colin being benched because they signed uh, the dipshit. Uh, yeah, who, you know, went on to start an avocado farm. <laughs> and for Colin to come from being benched like his his journey like we do get that one episode but like if you think about it his journey just in this season is so much like it's incredible mhm mm it is and he goes, I, he goes a long way yeah I, I i wish it was a little bit bigger deal but i understand we have to you know make time for keely and her pr firm for the episode so <laughs> <laughs> Which, look, I love Keely. I absolutely love that character. You and I are on the same page. As 
we've gotten half of the season devoted to her story for absolutely in my opinion sort of spoiler but not really no payoff by the end of the season like why i think the only real payoff is in this episode and it's something that they could have accomplished over two episodes not nine episodes or ten episodes any of the stuff with jack like okay we've talked about this i I won't harp on it but anyways I love Akili and I love her journey, but knowing, knowing now what I know about the f- mm-hmm. finale of this season, I'm a bit perturbed. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so Sam did not get chosen because, uh, I mean, they reaffirm it in this episode, but like I very clearly, even when I was watching it at the time, I was like, oh, this is some Akufu shit. Like, because oh, yeah. he specifically says, like, I will make sure you never play in this country again. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, that was my immediate thought the first time I watched it as well. <laughs> and I love Danny. Uh, serious Danny is like a whole other vibe. I, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with Van Damme. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I know. I love. I just gotta like love his reaction because he's so confused and then terrified. <laughs> he says, just, "I'm gonna make you my bitch." I know. Oh my god! Then he doesn't he say go on to say something else in Spanish. I I didn't catch what he said, but it yeah, it, even the it, it the because I watch with the subtitles on. It doesn't even say in the subtitles. It just says uh, speaking Spanish. So I'm like, that must be bad. Oh, if they don't even translate it. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so um, from there we go to Ted and Rebecca in her office. There, there's a lot of, like, I guess what you might call puns or dad-like jokes in this episode. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a big one. I don't think I caught it the first time I watched this episode. But they're discussing... Like, so it only comes once a month and like (laughs) not when you're pregnant and like it it turns out they're just discussing uh, a wine delivery service. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know why it just, it makes me chuckle. It, it, you you don't know why? Cause I, I know why. (laughs) I mean, I, I do, but it's such a silly thing. It is, but it's great because even I've I've heard this before and I didn't I, I just I didn't remember it and I was like oh I was like wait what are they I was like this is like serious girl talk and then I was like oh <laughs> it's funny <laughs> I think it's funny yeah, and she's like you're so terrible at girl talk <laughs> I know oh poor Ted he doesn't like gossip um the, the I don't it's I know it's not a joke but the best thing is cutting to Trent. <laughs> who is just like sitting there like like a fly on the wall and, and jumps in immediately and is like, well, I heard uh, that maybe there's some, uh, uh, what, I forget how he worked it, but basically that maybe Nate was like running around sleeping with people and that's why he, he is no longer with uh, uh, West Ham. West Ham. I always want to say Manchester. 
but Manchester's their white whale. West Ham is just the, the team that they want to beat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, and of course, like he immediately just shakes his head. He's like, I, no, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I know. It just made me laugh. It's like, oh, uh, I don't see that. <laughs> and then Higgins comes in with his own news. Uh, the reintroduction of a Khufu, of course, like uh, starting this super league, which Jake, Ted confuses with the Justice League, which is kind of funny. Um, I, I love it when Ted plays dumb. It's the kind of stuff that I do. So it, I always just appreciate it. Nobody that I work with ever appreciates it when I do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, I, what, what was the name of Higgins says he found out the information because he has a jazz band with all the other football operations people. And it's called the, uh, did I write it down in my notes? Um, a jazz band directors of beep operations instead of football operations. Oh my gosh. But beep operations. That's yes. a, a mouthful right there. That is very uh, funny though. It's very cheesy, corny, very Higgins. I I'm like I've every time I watch this episode, I find a new dad like joke, punny thing. Uh there's one in uh uh is it it's right before this or right after this, I think. I can't it's when Ted's talking to the team, and I think it's right before this, because it's when they're making the announcement of who made the the international squads. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he's dismissing everybody. And he says something about Godspeed to all those who are flying. But it's, it's I forget. It says oh, to all those or- who are flying, Godspeed, or whatever narcotic your deity uses to, like, uh, I think he just says that your deity chooses or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And like, I don't think I caught that until like literally the last time I watched this episode. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> like, that's such a like subtle little joke that like if you're not paying attention, you you just don't hear it. No, but it's very funny. I was like, did he? Oh, yep. That's very Ted. Very Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, where Roy had all the puns a few episodes go. Yes. And he's just like, what have you done to me? <laughs> so uh, they're they're basically talking about like Akufu and Rupert. And uh, of course, she gets a, a call or a text. Rebecca gets a call or a text. Um, and it's she says, speak. It's a call. Speak of the devil. And she holds <laughs> up her phone and just says the devil, which I love. Uh, and they're all like, oh, we thought it was the actual devil for a minute. <laughs> Which is very funny. <laughs> oh, um, I love that that's what she has him. Yeah. In her phone. That, I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> so after that is the, we already talked about the scene with Jade and Nate where she's like consoling him. I I wanted to ask you though, do you think that like she... She has to know, like, why, right? Like, when he shows up at her apartment at the end of last episode, like, I got to imagine he told her, like, hey, I I showed up to do this thing. He had two women basically waiting for us. And, you know, obviously, like, 
it was what it was going to be, and it's not something I wanted to be a part of. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know if, if he, you know, would have told her the whole story or not. Um, I mean, I guess I don't see why not. It's not like he did anything wrong, right? You know, so it's like, I, why, you know, why not be honest? It, and it would, it probably helps with the understanding, because I, I mean, I can't imagine being in a relationship, especially a new one. Mm. Or, I mean, even an old one, and your significant other comes home and is like, I quit my job today. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) What is happening? Yeah, that's sort of, especially with the type of job that he has, that's not really a job you quit normally. Um, um, And speaking of losing your job, the, the next scene is where Keely finds out that her funding has been pulled. She was not notified by Jack at all, uh, adding to our, like, fuck that person uh, bandwagon. Um, mm-hmm. like, so, like, it, ever, how she handled everything was terrible anyway, but, like, 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 how cowardly can you be to, like, not even call and say, you know, they're pulling your funding? Yeah, that's, I think, what what bothered me a lot was like how she ends up handling it. And that's why I was like, what was someone else pulling the strings? Like, did her dad pull rank or like, does she really have no control? I don't know. Or is she just, or does she just like really not want to have that confrontation? I guess because she sent the email to Barbara. So her excuse about that we get later about the time zones being messed up. That's, complete lie because she yeah. emailed Barbara. Yeah. Uh, it's so shitty. Like even if you take the way out of like oh it was out of my hands which was probably a, a lie to some degree like mm-hmm. she she certainly probably could have like exerted some influence but yeah for it to be like just no contact and then you show up to work and your your company not like you show up to work and you find out your business is closing like that would be devastating enough but you show up to work and all you're the boss all your employees have packed their shit and are leaving and you find out that that your company is being shut down yeah that's insane to me yeah yeah so yeah fuck jack (laughs) yes agreed yeah, it is the. It's funny in in hindsight. Like I was so anti. Like we're too much on the Zava shit. And now having rewatched it a few times, I'm like, eh, it's okay. I'm. I don't think I'll ever get off the like. Why the fuck did we spend so much time on Jack and Keely? <laughs> I won't either. No, I won't either. Um, I'm with you. I think. That was a little bit of a misstep, personally. I would, and I would love to know the reason behind it. Yeah. Like someone in an interview really needs to answer this question for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I do know that there's a lot of times with shows where you have this brilliant person in this part, and you're like, we have to have something for them to do. They can't just be like dressing on the side. And I get that. And I like, yeah. even if it's her going like, Hey guys, I want to be part of this, 
but I don't want to just be the girl that keeps showing up at at the in the locker room or in Roy's office or like or in Rebecca's office. Like I need something to do for me to stay. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But there's so many other things than like even just starting a company is more interesting than like this like entangling it in this relationship yeah like like, give me that story about how difficult it is for like somebody who was in her position like professional model has done you know tons of photo shoots has like including nude photo shoots trying to get people to take her seriously in Mm -hmm. running this business like that's a story i'd like to see not like oh Here's a, a romantic angle for this character that ultimately you're just not going to care about. Exactly. So, I, I mean, that's it's kind of mostly what we've gotten with, with Rebecca over this series is watching her like just recreate herself. And yeah. that's way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. oh, my gosh. Yes. So much more interesting. So from there we get uh, uh, some stuff about like the uh, group talking about Sam and how like devastated he is obviously that he didn't get picked and uh, they Ted try, tries to consult him with this story about Michael Jordan not making his varsity team as a yeah. sophomore. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I guess we already know the details. It's not as motivational. I was like, well, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's one of those sports like it's one of those sports legends that I knew, but like they're right. Like when you contextualize it with like all the accurate information, like, oh, Michael Jordan was cut from his uh, varsity team in high school. And it's like, well, yeah, (laughs) he was a sophomore and he was only five (laughs) ten, like, you know, which is tall for me, but, you know, not necessarily tall for a basketball player. Um, you know, so it had nothing to do with his actual skill, you know, it it, like, um, another one, like on the, uh, on the more like brains front is people love to talk, like say, well, you know, uh, Einstein flunked his math classes. And it's like, even if that's true, he probably didn't flunk his math classes because he didn't know how to do the math. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Or I, I think or, or in the, in, they also say that he like dropped out of school or something like yeah. that. There, there's something, something to it. And I was like, yeah, because or, or he was, he Bill was. Bill Gates was a college dropout. Like, yes. Yeah. Because clearly the thing that he was creating was like, oh shit, we're on to something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to make this comparison, but also kind of the same with Zuckerberg Yeah. and Facebook. Because he's like, nope, I've got something. This thing's got legs. And yeah. he was not wrong. Yeah. It, like, it's it's such a, you know, like, oh, it's an easy comparison to make. But, like, those, those people also had something else clearly going for them. <laughs> for them to just be like, oh, yeah, this is not for me. I'm gone. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... Uh, we get a, a fun phone call between Beard and Jane 
and we find out <laughs> that Beard's go they're going axe throwing. Yes. Uh, Beard has uh, seventeen axes <laughs> that he can't Which... imagine being without in another country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so I, many things about Beard. So many things. I've never flown international. I've only ever flown once to New York. Like going through customs was a horrifying, or not customs, uh, security, sorry, was a horrifying experience. I cannot imagine going through customs. How, like, did he, he had to have shipped his axes, right? Uh, 100%. You don't just take something like that with you. In fact, I'm 99% sure it's illegal. I don't even think you could check something like that on an airplane. <laughs> I've done a lot of flying. and I. What's in the bag? Just axes. <laughs> I mean, 100% you're not getting through the security check with that. Let me just tell you. Um, you can't even take, like, nail clippers hardly onto an airplane. Or, like, not nail clippers. Like, grooming scissors. Like, if you, like, had a beard and, like, trimmed your beard with scissors, like, you can't take those on an airplane. Or a cruise ship, fun fact. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, oh, I was like, so many things about Beard right now. I have so many questions. So, so many questions. <laughs> I, I'm, all of that always confuses me. We don't have to get into the security of it all. But I'm just like, like especially on an international <laughs> flight, uh, you're, you're probably going to get food. And I assume that food is served with utensils. You're worried about me having a small pair of scissors. Yet when you serve me food, you're probably going to give me a knife, mm -hmm. even if it's a plastic one and a fork, which has like tiny prongs. <laughs> like I, I, it's yeah, and definitely on a cruise ship, like the silverware probably isn't plastic. Like no. depending on what kind of cruise ship you go on. So like no, there, there's there's and I, I know that you eat steak on a cruise ship. So oh. you got to have a like a real knife to cut that. Like, mm -hmm. but don't bring a pair of scissors. Mm -hmm. Baffling. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, like, if you want to kill somebody, you will find a way. <laughs> you'll shove them off the ship. If yeah. you're on a cruise ship, pretty easy. Um, well, you will probably won't make it very far after that. But, you know, pretty easy to kill someone on a cruise ship. Uh, an airplane is actually slightly more difficult, but possible, I'm sure. The, the plane I was on, I, I can't imagine, like, I, I get the whole, like, taking over the plane, but I can't imagine actually getting into a, like, that kind of scuffle with someone on an airplane, because I can imagine because we're so cramped, but, like, it, it wouldn't go far, because I know you can't move, <laughs> like, unless you're literally flying, like, first class, there's no room. <laughs> no, no, there's not. It's cramped. They do everything they can to like pack the flights as full as possible. So, um, oh, so man. Rupert shows up in Rebecca's office to, uh, because she didn't answer his call to try to convince her to come to the Akufu meeting. Mm. Um, and we get a, a really kind of like I hate to give Rupert any kind of credit, but we we start to see like some of who he used to be here. Mm. Like this kid who used to sneak into these matches and then would come back 25 years later and buy the team, you know? Ugh, it, I know. It, 
I know. I hate to give him any credit, but God damn, that was a great, it's a great speech. Uh, yeah, it's so, it, it humanizes him in a way that also doesn't excuse his villainy. Ooh, true. Good point. You know, it, it actually makes it worse <laughs> because like you came from nothing. You, you didn't have the money. Your family didn't have money for you to go see a football match. Yeah. You know, and you bought the team and look at you now. Like it, all you care about is the money. Exactly. And you know, it it we'll get to the end part, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it the way they bring it back around is just fantastic. And the fact that they never really let him off the hook like it happens so much where i mean you watch a lot of superhero shows you give the supervillain that sympathetic thing and mm-hmm. like eventually it's like oh well we got to kind of let him off the hook but they never do that no um so roy it's i think this is my favorite moment in this episode but it's probably top five in the show, period. Roy couldn't go axe throwing with Beard because he had a thing. His <laughs> thing was that he was going to his sister's house because it's Uncle's Day. And, of course, Phoebe wants to celebrate him. <laughs> and has invited Jamie to also celebrate Uncle's Day. <laughs> I think I think this is quite possibly one of my favorite bits throughout the entire series. This whole concept of Uncle's Day and the ridiculousness of all of it. And the fact that Jamie is there is just icing on the cake. Like, I love everything about this. I was I was like, have we already done Uncle's Day? I couldn't remember. And then sure enough, here it was. I was like, oh, yes, this is my favorite. I love this. The accusation of them being best friends and both of them being appalled <laughs> by that is fantastic. And then he's she's like, who's your best friend? And he's like, uh, Isaac. <laughs> It's just like the fuck you say <laughs> Like no he's not He's like yeah but he is <laughs> Oh my gosh Which I'm kind of with Roy When have we seen <laughs> Like Isaac hangs out with Colin <laughs> I know I know and I think that's what's so funny about it He's just like yeah I mean Probably Isaac right I'm just like oh my gosh That's so Jamie Because he's so self absorbed Like <laughs> So <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, a that Jamie brought a gift. I'm like, oh, that like that's so thoughtful and shows a lot of growth. But mm-hmm. also, and and the that the gift is his kit from when he played uh, for England in the World Cup. Like, that's so sweet. But then he's like, but I got him to change the E to a U. And much like Phoebe, like, we're left to work that out. Yes. You know, our brains are a little bit faster than hers probably working it out. But, and and Roy is just like, pause, 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 pause. I love it. I, know. I think, like, I love everything about his reaction to this. It just, 
it's just it's perfect like i feel like this is like the quintessential roy gift yeah it's so i i hate that we don't get to see him wear the jersey like i I would have loved that i feel like i feel like they can't yeah because they can't show it yeah um it yeah It, it doesn't lessen the the hilarity of the moment and phoebe working it out like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like all right you now you owe me a pound and he's like i didn't say nothing and he goes yeah but she says yeah but you made me think it and that's the same thing <laughs> oh my god i love that she's just like running up a tab he's he's like worth it <laughs> And then then they're going to put on a presentation. Well, first, then Phoebe gives Roy her gift, which is also a a kit. <laughs> um, she made him a tie-dye shirt that's red, orange, and yellow because that's his name, R-O-Y. Oh, that's... And Roy's reaction is, like, he almost just cannot hide how upsetting it is that he knows he's going to have to wear this shirt oh i know and i love that like his sister kind of steps in and starts explaining Mm -hmm. about how hard she worked on it and (laughs) it's just like the classic kid gift thing to do of like the parents like oh and she spent so much time giving you this thoughtful thing that i know you hate (laughs) oh um, and and then, uh, then they excuse themselves t- because they have to put on costumes for this play that she's created. <laughs> and Jamie immediately tells, he's like, your sister's pretty, pretty fit. <laughs> it's like, I will murder you. I think, I think does he say, it's like, I, I will cut your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> they could not have had any usable takes because I'm 99% sure that Phil breaks it. <laughs> In the like, they like it's it. Roy is in focus, but he's still in the yeah. shot. And as soon as he says what he says, like he immediately starts laughing. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Like I noticed that, and I noticed uh, I didn't put it in my notes, but there's a scene with Danny and uh, Van Dam on the plane, like oh, yeah. where he crushes the the Doritos. Yeah. Like if if you look, that Doritos bag is crushed in that scene like when he's he's the one dorito out of it like it it's already like pretty well wrinkled and i like i noticed that and i'm like this has to be like every time danny did that everybody just lost it <laughs> like they probably had to film this like 20 times because people like it especially uh the guy that plays van Dam probably could not stop laughing every time he crushed that bag and just turned it over i know i know i, know. I did notice that too it was kind of wrinkled up i didn't even think about that uh, but I'll, I'll, aren't also those props like fake anyway because they can't actually make the sound like they have to add the sounds in post yeah yeah um so and, and like i i thought it was funny there's only one dorito back like oh i know like he eats one dorito and then by the time danny's crushing it up it's like a little bit comes out but not like a whole bag's worth of dorito <laughs> uh, so after this there's the edwin akufu scene in sam's restaurant and there's this episode oh, so long God. i have so much we have so much left um the the whole running pinky dick thing 
is like so like awkward, but I it kind of makes me laugh and how Sam is able to just not physically assault this guy. I I wish that I was that collected in situations like that. Oh my gosh, me too. I love how he's just, he's basically just kind of like whatever. Okay. Yeah. Your meal's comped. It's fine. I'm yeah. Just like, oh my gosh. I would not be this calm if I were you. I would be screaming at this man. <laughs> and in the obsession with the Chicago, like he's open Akufu's opening a restaurant that also serves Nigerian food literally a block away. And he's going to serve Nigerian food and also Chicago style hot dogs because that's his favorite food. Which is so weird. Yeah. Anytime anybody's like hot dogs are my favorite food. If you're over the age of nine, I like something's wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a psychopath. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like hot dogs, period. So. Um, so then we get like Nate sneaking into his parents' house, which is is really funny. <laughs> his dad with the cricket bat, <laughs> and his mom. Like their reactions are so great. His mom is like, "Oh my God, you're here!" and hugging him, and like, "Can I make you some food?" And his dad, his dad is not happy. <laughs> He's just like, "What the hell, man? You couldn't have called." <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I love how he does it. it like. The middle of the night. I'm like, who breaks into their parents' house in the middle of the night? But, I mean, we did see there were extenuating circumstances. Yeah. He says, you moved the key. (laughs) You moved the key. Which, why doesn't he have a key to his parents' house if they lived, like, if, maybe maybe it's just me. Like, if my mom lived that close, I would probably have a key to her house and she'd have a key to mine just in case. So, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been locked out of your house or your apartment, but it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's it's not it's not a good time that that has happened uh, over the years. In, in the middle of the night when you can't go to the office or you know call somebody, <laughs> it's just like I don't know what to do. I guess I'm breaking a window. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. and after that, after that, we get a scene, the scene with Rebecca coming to Higgins for advice which is also one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Um, Higgins spilling t- hot tea on himself is always funny. I, I like, <laughs> it just, oh, it's yeah. happened in like three or four episodes. I know it. I feel like I was like, I feel like I'm having this sense of deja vu. This happens to this man very frequently. <laughs> he runs through the list. Like, she's like, I need advice. He's like, well, where's Ted? Where's Sassy? And he's like, what about your mom? She's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he's like, I'm honored. Let's do this shit. <laughs> I love Higgins. I love how he's he's all like, are you sure you want to choose me? And then he gets to a certain point. And he's like, okay, yes, I am so here for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we get him talking about Willy Wonka, oh which I love. It's one of my favorite. Like, I, there, there was this guy I used to work with. Uh. And we would occasionally get into the the Wonka talk and like, because somebody will talk about how much they like that movie. And we were both on the same page about how fucked up that movie is. It is pretty messed up. I will say. <laughs> and uh, Rebecca saying like, I don't think that's what happens. Like, I don't think the kids die in that movie. And he's like, Oh, 
you are wrong. Those kids are definitely dead. (laughs) Because that man is evil. (laughs) Don't you see them all leave at the end anyway? I mean, maybe. Uh, I I also love that. I don't know if you've ever seen it online, but uh, the argument about how what a piece of shit Uncle Joe was, because like the dude is like we open the movie with he's in bed and he's just too much of an invalid to work. But the minute Charlie <laughs> wins a ticket, he's just like hops out of bed and he's like, "Let's go, kid." It's like. Like, <laughs> you could have been doing stuff this whole time um and let's see uh i'm trying to like burn through some of this stuff keely drinking at may's bar first time we've seen keely at may's and i love the scene between the two of them i do too because until we saw this scene i just assumed they knew one another yeah and they very obviously do not also, interestingly enough, the uh, the lady that plays May, Annette Badlin, I think is her name. She is she has a very small part in uh, Tim Burton's uh, Wonka movie. Did not know that. Yeah, um, I, I saw it on her IMDb. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, the the Midas shits thing. I, I thought that's so May. But then, like, also the, the like, shit helps things grow, love. Like, it's just like, yeah, sometimes things are crappy and don't go well. But, like, that's how you grow is by going through shit. Yeah, I know. I liked that, too. Uh, and I- then you get to the top of the mountain. What's left but the lightning? Yeah. Wait, so, I mean, <laughs> That's not exactly true because there's a lot of shit at the top of a mountain, but uh, you know, I I get the point. <laughs> yes, I get the point. And, uh, <laughs> and this is also when we get this like montage of like Roy, everybody seeing Roy in his shirt. We get oh. the return of laughing Liam, um, oh. Nate's mom like consoling him and like bringing him food. Mm-hmm. Um, and his dad, like, just being an asshole about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but after this is the big scene where I I didn't want to bring it up till now. I love the title of this episode. It's very, like, factual, international break. But we get the team watching the Mexico-Canada match where Danny kicks a ball and breaks uh van damme's nose and it's an international break (laughs) (laughs) like even the title is punny i know which i have mixed emotions about but it's so true (laughs) that's that's very funny if you were in that situation and like a teammate like y'all played on opposite sides of like an all-star style match and they kicked a ball into your face and broke your nose I, I don't know that I could ever recover from that. Like, like, nah, bro, we are not cool. We'll never be cool. Yeah, especially, I mean, like, I get, like, the heat of the moment type of stuff, but still, I don't know. That seemed, that seemed overly uh, aggressive. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I would get over something like that either. A uh, little bit of trivia. The two Canadian announcers for the match, 
are Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, I thought that was really, really funny. That is hilarious. Uh, Both very famous Canadian comedians. Um, but uh, if you watch Who's Line, you know who they are. Uh-huh. That that they used them, I thought, was just incredible. And for, I, I mean, just such a small thing. Oh, I know. that I would never have expected big names like that to be part of that. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so we also get a scene of Roy throwing the shirt, taking it off and throwing it on the ground. Driving away, then backing. Like, I knew as soon as he drove off, I was like, he's not. There's no way. Like, he's not going to. Like, it's Phoebe. He's not going to do that to her. I know. And then Rebecca, of course, agrees to go to the the Akufu thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, see, from there. uh, Oh, that it the this, like, set of scenes ends with. Like, after she agrees to go, like, you see her getting ready. And then she does the thing that we heard her talk about in season two. Oh, yes. This scene breaks me every time. It's so good. It could it could have come off so goofy. Oh, God. The minute it cuts to her, like, as a little girl, and then it, it, you act out, like, the whole thing. I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't yeah. even, I can't, I can't even like get through talking about it. Oh, it gets yeah. me every, it gets to me every single time. It's a, it's a very, very well done. Yeah. I, I loved it for, and it's such a, like I said, I, or at least in my opinion, it's a delicate thing to pull off because it can seem really, really cheesy. Yeah, but it's not like, they, no, not at they all. did it. And the way that it, that's that's what I love about this episode is that it it ties so many things together. There are yeah. so many callbacks, so many things that just it just brings everything together. And I won't say like puts it in a nice neat little bow, but just the the tie-ins and the callbacks are just like amazing and masterfully done. And this scene is absolutely one of them. Yeah, it brings me to tears every time. It's one of my favorite, like, it's literally, actually, Rebecca's stuff in this episode is some of my, maybe my favorite Rebecca stuff, because we get this, and then we get her thing later that we'll talk about, but yeah, like, I I don't know, she's so damn good, Um, and speaking of callbacks, the next thing is Roy dropping Phoebe off, wearing his shirt, um, and we see he and Miss Bowen have another exchange which opens like Roy's eyes to like him taking his own shit out on a lot of people but Keely specifically yeah and I had I had forgotten this scene um I feel like it explains things that I felt like had kind of been left hanging yeah um and and but I had forgotten about the scene. So I think I think it does kind of tie off whatever, you know, thing that they may or may not have had. Yeah. Um and and all of that kind of starts to resolve itself. Like I, I kind of hate it for Miss Bowen. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really funny when she's like, You don't know my name. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
Um, but yeah, and she, she even calls back. She calls herself a fuck witch. I don't like. She's like, "What are you doing, you stupid fuck witch?" Which is a callback to like her favorite nickname for what the kids would call her. Yes. Like, really, really good. Uh, like, good stuff. And I'm glad we got to see her at least one more time and kind of resolve that whole flirty, like, yes. thing that they had. Um, we don't really have to talk about Keely bringing Barbara the snow globe. It's funny. It's cute. Like their exchange. <laughs> She's like, well, it doesn't really count if you bring it to me. <laughs> like I kind of have to buy it. <laughs> I have to buy it. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, Barbara, you're just the oddest bird. Yeah. I, another one that a character that I'm like, at first I'm like, what is wrong with her? And I'm like, oh wait, no, I love her. <laughs> Yes, you. Do. I do come to love her. The pants. I like clothes that tell the truth. She's wearing <laughs> those juicy pants. She's wearing, I know. I was like, oh my god, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> the but the the big Rebecca scene is after this, and it's intercut so well with the the Nate stuff. Like we get oh. Rebecca confronting these old men. Who <laughs> she says, "How can I resist a chance?" For, to come into a room where all men speak directly to my chest. <laughs> I love, I mean, she has so many good lines. And so, but like also everything about these scenes just like reaffirms to me everything that is like in some ways wrong with society. Oh, or, yeah. Old, just, old white men in rooms making deals that affect people like their lives, their livelihood, their joy, you know, and Rebecca's speech is fucking phenomenal. Oh. And I, like, I want to take this and like, not just show it to people, you know, who affect people's lives and just a a act like it's nothing. But I, I mean, I don't know if you come across this, um, but like a lot of people that I know, even people I work with, I get it if you don't like sports. I, I get it if it's not your interest. Like, it's fine. I don't want it to be your interest if it's not something you're interested in. But I, in my life, probably because I'm into so much nerdy shit, I have had so many people, like, just look at me like I'm a Neanderthal because I'm also into sports. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I mean, that's but it doesn't yeah like I mean it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be that way yeah and, and like this speech like when she starts talking about like this isn't just a game for a lot of people like it's generational it's it's like some people like can live and die by what's going on with their team you know because it's the only thing they have to look forward to because they work shitty jobs just to you know be able to eat and all they can do is you know watch the matches or listen to them on the radio or you know like uh, she brings up rupert like i knew a, a kid who would sneak into games and you know she talks about him kicking the security guard in the in the junk and then coming back 25 years later and you know giving the guy a raise after he bought the team and like what that can mean to people. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. 
It's so good. It's I I mean it's it's my favorite part of the episode. I, it, it's quite possibly my favorite part of the series. It's just I mean just like the the whole thing, just the, especially the callbacks. Like just before she starts to give her speech, she she finally gets that text from Keely and she says, "Just remember, they're little boys," which is exactly the advice yep. that she gave to Keely. And like that coupled with like, you know, the scene just before that where she did like the whole thing to make her feel big and strong and like confident and just the way that it was layered in and just with the the Nate's music playing over top of it, it's just everything about this whole scene and speech is just absolutely perfect. And it's just like, yes, it's about a sports game, but it's also kind of about life like it's just about so much more and is so so well done yeah um so and, well and done. so well written uh and yes i i like the fact that you know it, it ends with a khufu being a khufu and him just looking at her going like yeah that's a great speech now who wants to make some money smash cut to him storming out of the room and then a thing that Basically, he lost his shit. The, the Chicago style hot dogs being brought in also hysterical. Um, and and having thrown like all the food like at these people. And of course, the implication being that that they were all like, even though, yes, they're all, uh, you know, more or less not good people. Uh, they were good enough in this moment to not do this thing that would like just destroy a lot of people's hope, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's all interspersed with, like you said, Nate, like we get these scenes of him, like going through the house because he's there alone, finding old pictures, then finding his old violin. It is uh, Nick Muhammad playing the violin. That's uh, him. I, I kind of assumed just because the way that it's shot and I was like, you kind of, that's something's real difficult to fake. Yeah. And that's uh, impressive. I will say. It's so it's also one of those things that, uh, producer Bill Lawrence, uh, and like co-creator whatever his title is, uh, having watched so many of his other shows and listened to like, scrubs commentaries on end and also the scrubs podcast they talk about bill lawrence is really really good at doing this thing where if he finds out there's something you hate he will try to like work it into a script <laughs> like just to be an asshole but also if he finds out there's something you do extremely well eventually that will find its way into the script and you will that will be part of your character. So I have no doubt that when, like at some point he found out Nick Muhammad could play the violin uh, on this level, he was like, well, that's going in somewhere. And for it to be here, like it's so good. Also, interestingly enough, the piano, which is so subtly layered in there after he starts playing, that's Nick Muhammad's wife playing the piano. Oh, that's so cool. It's very sweet touch. Um, and both of these like very emotional things end with these like punchy kind of jokey moments 
with the Edwin Akufu thing, and then with Nick, uh, Nate, like going, like just going into this beautiful section, and then turning around in his room and seeing his dad watch him play, and just going, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I think that's quite possibly one of my favorite things as well. It just it just kills me every time. <laughs> it's like that is so something I would do. I would be like yeah. totally in the middle of something, completely be startled and be like, I can't believe this person was just watching me do this. And that is literally what I would say. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, like where did you come from? <laughs> uh and we get this really cathartic moment between Nate and his dad and like so much is said with so little, like just the, like I, I've missed hearing you play son. And like, really, I thought you hated hearing me play because literally you fucking told me that once, like that you hated it, that I was wasting my privilege and my opportunity. And like watching his dad break down, like, uh, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, this is I think this is my favorite episode of the entire series. I, it's I really, it's really, up there. I I um, really love the next episode. <laughs> I know. Um, I was like, we still have two more to go, so I may I may I know for a fact I won't say that about the finale. It is, yeah. is not my my favorite of the series. I know like one hundred percent. Um, but you're right. The next episode is extremely good as well. But. I don't know. I just, I, everything about this, like the way that it's layered, we get, we get so much closure. Cause I think this is, this is probably the final episode where it's like any walls that we had built up against Nate are like completely, yeah. completely dissolved. I mean, we, we understand the relationship with his dad and then we get this type of like closure and like catharsis for, for both characters um, I think I think it's just incredibly well done. I just I mean, so much about this episode is so so good. I just I yeah. love it. I, I'm completely with you. It's it's definitely up there for me. If it's not my favorite, it's it's like this. Uh, the next episode, Mom City, and uh, the episode. It's a couple episodes ago. The the Paris episode. Like, oh, yes. they're right up there, like top three. And, and it's also like looking at it. So many people were so down on the show for season three, me included for a portion of it when it was mm -hmm. airing. Like, I don't understand, like, despite the Keeley stuff or the not Keeley, but despite all that stuff, yeah. um, like the way they bring everything back around in like the last four episodes or so, I, I was like, uh, okay, like, I, I, I back off all my, my shit about. Like, the show's lost its way. This is the last season. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I could see what, what you meant about the beginning. And I I didn't watch them, like, as they came out. Like, I let a couple, like, pile up. And then I watched, you know, a couple at a time. But it, it, it in the beginning, like, it, it was slow. And I, I, I saw your point about it, like, kind of not really going anywhere. Like, stuff happened, but nothing really happened at the same time. For, like, the first, like, three or four episodes. And then you had all the stuff with Zava, and it was kind of like, why? And then all the Jack and Keeley stuff, and it's kind of like, why? Although the Zava stuff, in hindsight, does make a lot more sense than the Jack and Keeley stuff. Um, yeah. 
I could have done without Jack and Keeley and just the a bit of the KJPR drama and like that I think would have been a bit better. Um, but it's just it, it, the way that they they call everything back and tie everything back into the entire series in this season is just it's incredibly well done. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I think I think I, I think if people are still down on it after having seen the whole thing, I, I would say rewatch it. <laughs> to rewatch it exactly. Yeah. Because I I don't like you you got to rewatch it with a more open mind. Because, like, so there's so much other stuff going on. Like, you know, we don't like the Jack and Keeley stuff. And, yeah, we're going to gripe about it. But it it's still, it's a lot easier to just focus on, like, all of the other really good shit that's going on. Yeah. Um, You know, true, like, emotional catharsis stuff, like... You know, I, I mean, if if you got a, if you got a rough relationship with your parents, this fucking show will get you, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so it's so well done. That's so uh, um, and so in some of that montage stuff, we do see Roy a little bit like having had his own little catharsis, like going and yes. buying the, this like. I, I don't really know what he was buying, like note cards or something, I guess, to write this little note that he writes Keely, which he like is a, it's a little cowardly to just like slide it under her door. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but it's been so much time. Like, yeah. I can also kind of understand, like, wanting to say what you want to say without having to say it to her face, but. That doesn't it's, really end up happening. It makes it worth it because she basically catches him doing it, sneaks up behind him, and scares the shit out of him. Yeah, and we get the scene that we wanted anyway. So yeah, uh, <laughs> him handing her like I love the idea he was going to leave this note under her door, but then gets caught and then hands it to her to read, and <laughs> she looks at it and she's like, "I still cannot read your handwriting <laughs> because it looks like chicken scratches." I mean, it does. Oh, that kind of reminds me of my quitting story. I was like, here, <laughs> I'm standing in front of you here. <laughs> and signing it, Roy Kent. And she's like, you're the only Roy I know. He's like, why? Well, I didn't want to assume that some other Roy would be writing you this kind of note. <laughs> so, I love how he says, and he signs it very formally too. It's like sincerely yours or something like that. Roy, Roy Kent, Kent, XOXO. XOXO. <laughs> That's such a good touch. Um, and we can, we'll talk more in the next two episodes about the Roy Keeley stuff. We don't have to get into it here, but yeah, yeah, like I, like the next thing is Rebecca showing up at her house, uh, seemingly sometime later, giving Keeley the rundown of everything that happened and that Rupert tried to kiss her, um, (laughs) which that's a great remote moment for Rebecca because she literally takes a step back and is just like, what the fuck have I been doing? Right. Like oh, I, all of this for this guy who is not worth the effort that I put into hating him. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Finally, she, Rebecca. Yeah. Such a good moment. What she ex- like kind of expresses to Ted later. Um, we get her agreeing to fun. KJPR, which is is great, but again, not to harp on the thing, but like this is something that could have happened four episodes ago. <laughs> the, I uh, look, 
everything with Jack could have been bypassed. But it found a different way to bring in quirky Barbara to be her CFO. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that that moment where Barbara comes back and <laughs> she's like, I have to give this back to you. Like she quit. Uh, a lot a lot of people quitting their jobs in this episode. That's great. Uh, uh yeah, that's good. Seek point. out your passion. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh I, I that's a, a really fun moment um there at the end uh rebecca like keely giving rebecca shit like can you imagine if you'd have like fallen for his bullshit and got back together with him all the while roy is like <laughs> in the background making himself some tea and in, in her robe <laughs> like <laughs> I, I love this reveal i absolutely love it i had 100 percent forgotten it because i've only seen any of these episodes the one time and so like i i forgot he had even come there and he's just like you see him just you walking down the stairs as she's starting in on this could you you know could you leave if you had gone backwards (laughs) just because it's comfortable as he's putting on the robe and walking closer (laughs) and closer and closer and finally she just turns around and is like hey <laughs> yeah so i did a thing <laughs> um yeah but it, like it is it is different like roy is not rupert <laughs> not no. by a long shot um so so that the episode ends with like a, a quick series of shots with a bunch of characters like we get uh nate uh well we get um uh will coming into the locker room and finding that his job has basically already been done like everything's neat and tidy and spotless and we get this note that just says i'm really sorry i think or something to that effect i think it just says i'm sorry yeah and signed the wonder kids too yeah that that's when i'm just like nate's journey man like so fucking good like I, I people that do not like i, I get it that, that you like you want to hate him after what happened but like this journey of this kid owning the shit that he did and that he was wrong it's yes. so fucking good it's, and it's so good it's like i wish people more people were like this like instead yes. of just doubling down on like, well, I can't be the one that's that's made a mistake here. I know it's oh, it's so good. I love it. And I love the touch of who lets who who let him in of like yeah. how he got in. I was like, oh, it's just tying <laughs> everything together. Like I love everything about this. <laughs> Which I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think the first time we see his name's Renee. The yes. first time we see Renee, I think is in in season to the the episode where the the hooligans get to go on the field i might be wrong about that though no but yeah that it that it's that guy and they got to keep that guy and you Mm -hmm. find out his name is renee which which you kind of already knew if you pay attention to that episode um and and that's the guy that you know let rupert in and like just all of that stuff you know it's so good how like you said how it ties all together and like they don't really focus on it, but Nate is wearing his Richmond like jacket. Oh, I did not catch on to that. Yeah, like the the jacket he's wearing or pullover or whatever it is. I think when we first see him in episode one, 
Oh, nice. That's a nice touch. I don't yeah. know that I caught that. Um, and th- then we get the the team back together, uh, you know, from the international break, the Van Dam and Danny kind of reunion, <laughs> which is oh my gosh, it's, it's very awkward. Um, as bizarre <laughs> as the whole their whole storyline was to begin with. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sam putting the picture back in his locker. I thought that was great. Like not giving up on something, you know, probably won't ever happen. Cause this guy is young and a billionaire and can just keep buying you out of the international team, you know, yeah. but still not letting that destroy you. Like, Sam is another one that I'm just like, I, I wish I was more like this guy, like this character. I, I don't know how to be that kind of person. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, he's so great. And another touch, like we didn't really uh, bring up, but just uh, that Jamie wore his number. Yes. I loved that. Like what that, like how much growth for Jamie, like to wear someone else's number. Oh, Jamie. I love Jamie so much. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, next, next, next episode is, is a, is a, is a doozy for Jamie, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i'm i uh that that's his him and his mom that like i can't wait to talk about that Uh, (laughs) Uh, i can't wait to talk about ted yeah yeah um roy has a new tie-dye shirt more in line with his own color scheme like at least you know it's not as bright (laughs) a little bit more on brand but still kind of fun i love that like Beard and and Trent are like clocking this. This is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> Their tiny tiny bonding moment to go like Trent is like, so where are you from? And he's like, that's a little personal. <laughs> I know, I know. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and then like Roy, they see Roy's shirt and Beard just taking that as like a, well, you know, I guess people can change and just like. Just that tiny bit of beard opening up and going, I'm from Peoria. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Uh, And we get to end on Ted and Rebecca. Uh, Ted walking in. The Hockney piece, which was mentioned earlier. I'm with Ted. (laughs) Looks like a very talented little kid. Right? Modern art is not a thing that I understand mostly at all no (laughs) i i don't either i'm more of like a classical kind of person yeah i I know people love andy warhol but every time i see something by andy warhol i'm just like i don't fucking get it man like some soup cans i don't understand what what are you saying i don't get it not like uh or jackson uh, pollock is another yeah yeah oh my god yeah i i just i don't get i understand i better understand like like graffiti artist than yes. I do like the Banksy shit makes more sense to me than that kind of modern art. I'm just yes. like, I don't like, I don't understand what this is supposed to mean. Like I, I don't get it. <laughs> no. Well, at least graffiti art is artistic. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, modern art. I just, I don't get either. I'm like, I, it's, it's like a, a a white canvas and there's like two black lines and like a blue square in the top. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's literally something I could have done by accident. And right? I don't understand that. <laughs> like, why it. is it so great? B- 
because like I have shit that I painted hanging on my wall in my room. And I, like, I'm like, eh, this is, it's not great, but like I did it and I'm kind of sort of proud of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't think most of that stuff I see is any better than what I've done. <laughs> right. I, I agree. I'm like, why did this make you famous? I don't understand. Um, and Rebecca sitting Ted down and saying, I no longer want to beat Rupert. That's not why I want to do this. I, I am in this for us, all of us, not just as some kind of payback or revenge or whatever. Like, I want to win for us, for the town, for the team, for you, for for everybody that supports this. That's why we need to win. And then spitting tea in Ted's face. <laughs> Because it just feels like a formality at this point. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember that happening in season two. I know it's the end of season one. Like that we're going to come back and win the whole damn thing. Um, but like I, I was like, is there a tea moment in season two? I don't think it was tea. I thought it was water. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. It's fizzy water. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he gets confused about the bubbly water. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, he, what is he called? The, he calls it tree piss. Is that yes. what he calls the tea? Yes. Yes. He specifically says, as long as the tree piss doesn't get in my mouth, then, mouth, then we're yeah. good. I'm like, oh, 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 my God. It's like the closest I think we've ever heard Ted swear. It, it's such a great moment to end the episode on. Um, and kind of start like the final journey of the last two episodes. And yeah. since we've gone like extra long, we don't have to get into like really anything else. I will say the my favorite funny moments in the episode it Roy's party just fucking kills me. Oh, like, yes. It, it's so funny. Uncle's I, Day is quite possibly one of my favorite bits in the entire series. It, like, And then his sister telling him like Uncle's Day is her favorite holiday right behind like or it's uncle's day <laughs> uncle roy's birthday and then like some weird german halloween-esque holiday yes <laughs> like, it's there's just so many little things in that scene that are so like you can just watch it and every watch it five different times and focus on everybody's reactions like they're all doing such a great job including the little girl that plays phoebe i know i beat that horse to death but <laughs> Holy shit, is she talented? <laughs> she is. She is good. I do. I do like her. I do like her quite a bit. She does a very, very good job. <laughs> Roy calls her an old soul, but she's a proper fucking dweeb. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she may be an old soul, but she's a proper fucking dweeb. Oh my god, right? Uh, uh, yeah. That that I've watched the episode four or five times, and that that scene, I just laugh like straight through every fucking time. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. It's it's one of my, I agree is probably one of my favorites um, in the episode or in the episode uh, in the series. Like yeah, the, series that whole, for sure. Whole, that yeah. whole bit about Uncle's Day, just everything about the scene is just so great. Um, um should I so, think of another funny moment? I feel like there's some like weird funny moments that are more like deadpan. Oh, yeah, the, all of the I, the punny stuff and gets me every time. I wanted to call out at the very beginning. Um, 
<laughs> where like Dan, that super like weird guy that was working for Keely, he's like, you are the nicest boss I've yes. ever had. And she's like, oh, thanks, Dan. And he's like, and also the hottest. And she's like, that's a complicated compliment. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> and she's confused about why the fuck he's toting a box of stuff out. Right? Oh my god, I loved that. I thought that was just like, that's a complicated compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a very office, like the show, The Office thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely it does, yes. Uh, um, yeah, like, th- this episode is a, a like in a very good balance of, like, funny, funny, funny super serious dramatic like i'm crying i I texted you that was yes. like this episode like laughing emoji crying emoji laughing emoji crying emoji right. like just mm-hmm. like it, and on top of each other like like that the akufu thing of like like i'm in tears while rebecca's talking two seconds later i'm laughing because of him storming out <laughs> i know Oh my gosh. Oh, his impressions. That was Oh amazing. my god. Yeah, at Sam's restaurant, you find out he booked all the tables. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even like we didn't even dive into that. He's like, "Oh yeah, it was me." And like I, that that guy's so good. He's such He's, a good actor. He really um, is. I really like him. Uh maybe if the show comes back, we'll get more Edwin Akufu. <laughs> Oh, you I, he's 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 one of those people you, like one of those characters that you love to hate like he's a yeah. big oil. Yeah. So yeah, it would be fun to bring him back. And so um So yeah, go check out everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com. Sorry not sorry for the extra long episode. Only sorry because uh you know, it's late for Jess. <laughs> I'm up all <laughs> night. So <laughs> You are up all night. I I at least don't have to get up early in the morning. Yeah, so. that that's fair. Yeah. So I'm happy. Um but yeah, xwingfiles.com for everything I'm doing. Um, or, or if you're an avid reader and want to see what I'm reading, you can look me up on Goodreads. Because that's literally the only social media that I, I am going to be on. Because there's nothing. I never open that app and I'm just like, here's a feed of a bunch of shit that I'm just like, oh, this ruined my day. I open the app and it's like, here's a bunch of people recommending books to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just finished an audiobook today as well. So. Um, I, I started, I guess it's not an audiobook, but uh, it's an audio series. The The show Orphan Black, there oh, yeah. was a sequel series narrated by Tatiana Mazzani, an audio oh. drama. Um, and I just started that. So cool. it's been out for a while, but I like I put it off, put it off, put it off. And I was like, you know what? I'm getting back into Orphan Black, so I'm going to listen to this. And I love Tatiana Maslany so much. Uh, also did see Madam Web. Uh, if you want to hear what I thought about Madam Web, which I, it is a disaster piece. Like, oh. I, it is incredibly bad, but endlessly unwatch, like endlessly watchable for me, at least. Um, I can't wait to see it again. I, uh, me and my buddy Adam just talked about it over on the Nurture and Everything podcast. Oh my god! <sighs> yeah, the it, trailers looked awful. I was like, I'll never see that. <laughs> it it it's not even the movie that they're selling you on. <laughs> like it is so 
like wool over the like they tried to trick everybody they tried to trick the people that are in the movie into thinking it was something it wasn't and then they tricked the people who are going to because it is not a superhero movie there's there's not really any superheroes in this movie (laughs) interesting (laughs) there's there's like 30 seconds of costumes and that's it (laughs) so I may have to listen to that to that uh, that podcast because <laughs> now I'm just curious and I'll never see it. So, <laughs> um, or maybe like ten years from now. It, here's how bad it is. Someone is currently live streaming the movie twenty four seven on Twitch, and there has been no like shut this shit down. Oh wow. <laughs> Because oh, I guess at least wow. people are watching the movie on Twitch because they're not paying to go see it. Um, anyway, that's my stuff. Jess has her own stuff. Uh, you've been watching Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, so we're over on the Tomorrow's Legends podcast. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. We are. Uh, we just finished. Well, we just finished the halfway point, I guess, of Jupiter's Legacy. So. Um, if you have watched it or would like to watch it, it's, it's really quite good. Um, we're really enjoying it. Um, but we've only got three episodes left before it it totally wraps itself up. Well, I don't know if it really wraps itself up, but (laughs) before it comes to an end. So, uh, we're doing that. We're going to launch into tomorrow. People after that, uh, Superman and Lois has been pushed to the fall. So, um, we're just going to kill some time until Superman and Lois returns and then cover that final season. How'd you feel about it getting pushed to the fall? Confused. Yeah. Not surprised because everything is like in such disarray on that network right now with all of the different mergers and crap that went on. Like, I mean, it's just, they need something. I think I straight up think they don't have any other programming. That that's that was my feeling too when they announced it was going to be a fall premiere. I was like, I seriously thought they were just going to burn off the show in the summer because they they were trying to move away from all that. But when yeah. they pushed it to fall, I'm like, they don't have anything. No, like, they don't have they anything. Have nothing. And this one so. just won a shit ton of awards. Yeah. So it's such a good show, man. It's such a good show. I'm still pissed. This is the final season, but yeah. Um, if y'all run out of stuff to watch, um, my adventures with Superman, if y'all want to do animated Superman related stuff, really think y'all dig it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about, I forgot about that. I feel like I, I feel like you've mentioned this to me before. Yeah. Um, It's a lot of fun. Maybe I'll bring that one up. Um, Jupiter's legacy. I'm with you though. Like it, 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 once it got away from, I think the godlike stuff, like in the first few episodes, Mm-hmm. I got way more into it. Um, yeah. I, you're halfway through. So have they done like the past stuff yet? So the past. Yeah. They've been doing the flashbacks into the past yeah, okay. for the last. Have they done that in all the episodes? I, I For some reason, maybe my memory is just faulty because I watched them all together, basically. But I felt like the first few episodes was mostly about like them like present day like and all the shit that goes down and then you slowly start to get into like oh here's how they got to where they are and that was Um, way more interesting to me yes so yeah they've they've yeah they've sort of um gone a little heavier in into the past than into the into the present stuff i will say and yes no it's 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 really interesting um the point the episode that we just finished was when 
Sheldon's kind of on a walkabout and ends up in the middle of Kansas and discovers the farm, the farmer. Yeah. And the secret in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) But very like, oh, (laughs) like you're you're specifically Uh doing Superman stuff. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) I was I was really not expecting that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool, like, little twist on the, like, oh, like, we're definitely going to address Superman type things. Um, also, not for nothing, like, in, you know, I don't care how this sounds, but you, you get Josh Demel, like, you do want to put him in a three-piece suit and a nifty little hat. You uh-huh. don't want to give him long gray hair and a scraggly beard and a skin tight out- outfit because oh. he was born to be in one of those outfits. The tights are not it. <laughs> Agreed. 100%. I was like, oh, I can watch Pat Sheldon all day long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, like, it makes it so much worse when you see him in the future and it's just like, Ugh, what like happened both, to you, man? Both of them. I'm just like, <laughs> Oh man, okay. But yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, we're um, we're enjoying it. Good deal. Uh go check that out. We'll be back next week talking about episode eleven. We have two episodes left, and then I imagine we'll take a little bit of a break before we get into anything else. Um yeah. but you know, uh we're 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 almost there. We're almost to the end. So uh, hopefully We'll try to keep it under an hour and a half. I apologize. So uh, (laughs) we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.